Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. I am the aforementioned Max, and welcome to another week of this thing here. Um, I hope you all are doing well and staying safe and all that good stuff, and let's get into it. There was a recall um, election in... Is it called an election? I guess it is. Whatever. There's a recall effort made in California to recall the sitting governor, Gavin Newsom, for, I don't know, making people wear masks in public places or some shit. And it failed epically. And his chief competitor was a known Negro troll named Larry Elder, who, among other things, uh, bigs up the shooter as long as the shooter is murdering black children like George Zimmerman. And um, he also thinks that (laughs) reparations should be for the white slave owner's descendants because they also lost when slavery ended. So this is the kind of person we're dealing with. People... People, he, people in Cali know who this dumb fucking asshole is, and I'm I'm aware of him. Like, he's black, and he thinks the white man's ice is colder, so he actively um, coons in pursuit of that love and affection, which he will never really get. But here we are. He lost. It cost the taxpayers two hundred and seventy-six million dollars to play these dumbass games. And apparently this is just a thing that happens in California all the time. The um, They decide they don't like the cat that's sitting in there. They start doing the recall effort. A clown car of no less than 48 motherfuckers runs for the position. And money spent, money wasted, nonsense o'clock. Happens all the time. They should really do something about that. Maybe it's time to get away from that whole thing. I'm hoping they will because that money could have gone to literally anything else. And also, it would have been nice to not give platforms to wingdings like Elder and uh, Caitlyn Jenner, who also threw her hat into the ring but kind of dropped out so she could go do Celebrity Big Brother because priorities. boy what a waste of privilege that broad is like she she could have been like well she don't got it in her I mean she don't got it in her like she just moved from privilege to privilege and continues to do so so I I ain't got nothing there any hooser yeah so that that whole thing happened and luckily um the current governor gets to stay in his seat and continue trying to drag California out of literally the fire because it's burning and COVID numbers are spiking. So yeah, priorities, you know what I'm saying? So thankfully the people of California were like, we're not, we not for that at all. Please stop playing in our faces. So good for them. Um, another nonsense, there are healthcare workers, nurses, you name it, who are who have been and has seen how COVID directly affects people, they are skipping out on their jobs because uh, folks have finally gotten sick of the shit and have placed mandates on, you know, vaccine requirements or testing requirements in order for them to continue working in these spaces with people who are obviously the most um, in danger. You know, you're working with sick people. So, yeah, maybe get vaccinated against the thing that's killing everybody but 
No, they're breaking out. There's a hospital in New York upstate that had to close their um, their birthing center. What is it called? They had to, yeah, no, they stopped doing baby deliveries. That's what happened because everybody quit. They were like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get to this shot or y'all gotta get these, these, these nose swabs. Which, which one is it? And they were like, neither. So they, they can't, they can't um, do any kind of OB work. No, nothing. It's done because the whole department's been decimated because dummies want the right to continue germing up the place. So I, I need someone to really explain to me about all of that. I mean, it's kind of like the chick who was caught doing all these scams around making fake vaccine cards, vaccination cards, and that bra was a nurse. <laughs> like, y'all went through it last year. Y'all seen it with your own eyes. And y'all literally want to die on this hill. Y'all want to die broke and unable to pay your bills on this hill. Because I tell you what, these people keep playing. They're going to make it nice for me because my recruitment game might be out here. Because you don't want to work, someone else does. But of course, it's in the industries where there are shortages already that people don't want to be facing this type of shit and probably working with people like this as well. So they just tapped out of the whole thing. So hooray. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, we're probably going to see a government shutdown. You guys prepare yourselves. Um, the Republicans who have nothing, they don't have the white house. They don't have really, they don't have the Senate. They don't got the Congress. They don't got nothing. They are here, you know, Turtle boy pulled up on some, we not voting for blah, 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 on whatever, whatever, to raise the debt ceiling. We're not doing none of that. And, and like, the, the Democrats are like, we have a plan for that. We'll tell you about it later. So they're basically going to George Costanza this shit and let people who have nothing, nothing, hold them over a barrel and ultimately shut down this fucking government at the worst possible goddamn time. We do not need... A government shutdown, guys. Like, at all. But it'll happen. It'll definitely happen. So prepare yourselves. Moving on. Uh, let's see. Y'all's faves are going out sad. <laughs> Boy, Nicki Minaj, y'all. She, I'm, I want, you know, I want to be surprised, but I'm not. Because all of that misinformation and, like, um, conspiracy shit, that shit in general got, a, like, got hip-hop in a headlock. Like, I get it. Like, it's kind of built into the whole shit. Like, we should not trust a lot of these institutions or anything like that. We absolutely shouldn't. They have not given us any reason to believe none of that shit. But look, for real, you just, you just got to go through it, I guess. So anyway... Old girl was supposed to go to the Met Gala, which was on Monday, and she didn't go. She said she wasn't going. She was going to say why at another time or some shit. So another time was on Twitter, I think the same night, and she was like, she ain't want to get vaccinated because they required you to show proof of vaccination, or I probably take a test, but probably moreover vaccination so you could be cute out in these streets in your little outfits, whatever with Anna Wintour's old ass. And she was like, nah, because <laughs> she she really gave some West Indian auntie ass 
WhatsApp forward ass bullshit about someone being sterilized by the vaccine. Her her friend, friend, cousin, and Trini, his balls exploded. No, they didn't explode. They just got swollen. He was supposed to get married and the girl left him because he was impotent because of the vaccine. And... You know, she she was like, you just have to do what's comfortable for yourself. And eventually I'll probably have to get it so I can work. But, you know, I'm you know, I'm still doing my own research. Sis. Sis. (laughs) You're doing what? There's a lot of shit you should have researched, beloved, that's connected to you. And one of them is is sharing uh, DNA with your child. So you probably should have done some more research on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Of course, she got chopped up. You know what I'm saying? She got chopped up the way she should. And folks just (laughs) slotted into her her mentions talking about you ain't research your husband. It was, (laughs) I'm sorry, it was a mess. It was a fucking mess. And of course, Joy Reid talked about it on her, her show and you know, aired her out like you do because she's very influential and clearly from the sheer number of people who are too fucking old to still be on this bullshit. Like, they were former teens that used to sit in people's mentions whenever you made mention of that woman and just be in your fucking mentions talking craziness when it was way past their bedtime. Now they're fucking old and probably got kids of their own now and they out here still jumping in people's mentions in defense of their queen. Like, please get out of my face. Like... That whole, yeah, I stand down my queen shit about fandom, if you want to even call it that. It's like not even like fandom anymore. Like, I remember when it was like, ah, boom, you like somebody. Like, I was, some people like Michael Jackson, some people like Prince. And that was it. You could just debate whatever and enjoy the music and go about your life. Now these fucking wankers are out here like threatening death on a motherfucker if they don't like the the latest whack-ass single from their favorite. If you don't like it, you must be fucking some sort of uh, deviant or some shit, and it's it's worthy of death and harassment. So, of course, they, they went to live in her mentions and everybody else's mentions. I think they came for Crystal because she responded directly to that dumb bitch. I'm sorry, she's stupid. And, you know, she just never curled over for me. She gives big... I only hang out with dudes because women are too messy energy. That's the energy she gives. And, like, she be around a lot of unsavory people, if you know what I'm saying. Like, cats who are accused of real heinous shit, and she be right with them. And I'm like, all right, girl, I guess. But I guess um, maybe she'll, she'll fucking tighten up. I don't think so. She's always given you know, fake feminism in the name of it when she didn't get something she wanted and then it's all dudes, everything. Otherwise, like, I have to respect my king type energy. A little bit. She's always giving me that. I ain't really pay her that much attention to begin with and I'm not going to start now, but she just never curled over for me. Like, I feel like she's not a woman who has female friends or people who's in her... In her she don't got a good group chat, is what I'm saying. I don't think she has a good group chat in it shows. I'm going to leave it there. Ugh. In other nudes, um, 
Facebook is doing what we've always known they've been doing, what, what black folks said, what black women said they was doing, what queer folks said they was doing, which is basically giving a pass to famous motherfuckers and people with large audiences to talk crazy shit and not get binged for it. Apparently, they've been giving out passes to lots of celebs and politicians and other high-level users, according to the Wall Street Journal, which is the douchebag paper of record, the program known as Crosscheck or XCheck, or maybe they mean Crosscheck, I'm going to say XCheck, was initially intended as a quality control measure for actions taken against high-profile accounts, including celebrities, politicians, and journalists. Today, it shields millions of VIP users from from the company's normal enforcement process the documents show because they got aired out in some internal documents so some users are whitelisted rendered immune from enforcement actions while others are allowed to post rule violating material pending facebook employee reviews that often never come so this is the way that um agent orange and all the kinds of people like him get to like set up all kinds of fucking bullshit and say wild shit on that platform and never get binged. Like man's only got binged because it was like the nigga's gonna take us to war. Like he really was like like literally like a like a uh, a domestic. He like urged on domestic terrorism and that's when they were like, yeah, maybe we should let him out. We just you know shut that shit down. That's the only time. They let that man almost take us to war a couple times, basically fucking call people non-citizens, all kind of shit they let that motherfucker do. And this is why. And, I mean, there was a cat who was accused of raping a woman, like a, a soccer player somewhere, and he leaked the broad's nudes on Facebook, and they let it cook. Meanwhile, if I go on the Facebook right now and say men are trash, they binging me. If... For a minute, if you said Black Lives Matter on Facebook, they would bing you. It, long, long time ago, kids, Black Lives Matter wasn't as popping as it is now, where everybody's throwing money and everybody's got their BLM signs and their hashtags at the ready. It wasn't like that initially. They would get you the fuck out the paint. People telling innocuous jokes and shit be getting binged with 30-day bans. And they came from me because I was liking shit too much. Can you fucking imagine? Meanwhile, Trump on there talking about Hillary Clinton chewing on babies and shit and, and helping fucking move kids in a in a pedophile ring when we all know that he is projecting as he does. But that's a story for another time or a theory for another time. But yeah, basically, they've protected folks who've had harassment, incitement to violence. Yeah, they let a cat who was who had been accused of rape tell tens of millions of his followers that the con- before the content was moved, they let that shit stay up for, for forever. The same way they let the Nazis organize on there. They let all those fanooks that went down to the Capitol get their shit off on there. I remember very clearly there was a page that I used to like to be on all the time and they was getting snatched down every week and it was basic like you know feminist stuff or you know um black history shit or just calling a thing a thing and they would get knocked every week until eventually they i think they just left the platform altogether or they got binged from the platform but meanwhile meanwhile they got cats 
who shouldn't have been president in the first place, calling people animals because they are trying to get to safety from places that we help create the conditions that they were not safe to be in. Animals. Hmm. Black women told you. Queer people told you. People been new. This is not news. It's nice to see that it's on paper, though. And also... Of course, the robotic boy who runs that company is very aware. And he's like, we're not going to do nothing about it because we don't want to lose engagement. Because how will they sell you things, guys? How? FB's the devil. Fuck them. So I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) This week on the podcast, I got to sit down with a homie who who was just so much fun and so smart and and really a menace. I I say that a lot during the interview because it's true. He is a very talented videographer and photographer. And we got to chop it up about his career journey and how he got to where he is and what the future looks like. And his name is Daniel Jackson. And I hope you guys enjoy our chat because as always, you know I did. And it's coming up in two seconds. Today on the podcast, I have a super talented photographer and videographer, the founder of Embassy Interactive LLC, a multimedia company that has worked with names you might know, like Kindred the Family Soul, Tarana Burke and the Me Too organization, um, Live Nation, HBO, the Sundance and Black Star Film Festivals, and he's a lover of a good joke and a known menace. Welcome, mostly Max, <laughs> another thing, Daniel Jackson. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Menace? Me? Known? What? People who know, know. You know the vibes. <laughs> Audible gas. gas. <laughs> Audible gas. okay so let's get into the questions first question what do you do and why do you do it what do i do and why do i do it um i well i do photography i do videography i also do consulting work for some some organizations and things like that the why i do it I love creating. I love creating. I love capturing moments. Um, I love I love assisting in ways of people achieving their goals and things like that. Prior to doing that, uh, my background was in music, did mixtapes, uh, worked with Bad Boy in Atlantic, and then uh, when that stopped, yeah, then when that stopped, um, started doing things um, as a music blog Mm. and was focused more so on promoting artists that weren't getting the major press and like the rap radars and the non rights and the the sites like that. And yeah, so it was just always wanting to, you know, be, play a part in someone achieving their dreams. So I guess that's my my why. It's kind of servicey and creative. (laughs) yeah i I try to do a little something something. (laughs) there's worse ways to make a living (laughs) it it definitely is (laughs) i know them (laughs) 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 
<laughs> okay. So my second question is, how did you get started in your industry? I found me um, pretty much. So uh, like I was saying about the blog, Embassy Interactive was actually the name of the blog website that later became the company um, or became the company I work under. And um, what happened? So when I started doing the blogging, um, the one thing I was tired of was using like other photographers photos for like artists in Philly and first started with an iPhone then got a little vacation type point and shoot camera was like going to their shows and meeting up with the artists and photographing them and filming them that way to create my own original content to put on the website Mm -hmm. um eventually artists wanted me to do original stuff for them so I had to like level up and get like an actual you know, DSLR camera. Like a big boy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can't be can't be going to events with the with the like point and shoot camera anymore. <laughs> yeah. I had a little Olympia Olympus camera with the yeah. It's, that was a good star, like, silver joint. Old. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's what I started doing events with. Then I was like, all right, then the iPhone. Had like the little iPhone accessories, which were cool. And then uh, like, all right, I need a camera camera. Um, the, I'll say the gateway was, and I'm going to really date myself on this. There was an artist from Philly named Chemist um, who grew up where I grew up. And um, he, at the time, uh, went to Hampton University. And I loved his music that he was posted on MySpace. Oh, wow. And was just <laughs> a fan. And, yeah. Yeah, it was SoundCloud before SoundCloud. <laughs> exactly. No, that was SoundClick. That was SoundCloud before SoundClick. <laughs> you know about SoundClick. Uh, <laughs> you going far back. You going way back, even for me. <laughs> wait till wait till you look at SoundClick. Anyway, uh, so um, yeah, so the guy chemist. Um, I was just a fan of his music. And was doing like post of them and everything like that. And when he came back to Philly, he did a show opening up for Talib Kweli at the uh, TLA here in Philly. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first time we met in person. I met him before the show, did an interview of him to put on the website. His manager, I didn't even know he had a manager or anything like that at the time, uh, got in contact with me. And the next day hooked me up to do an interview with Elle Varner. Oh, wow. Um, when she was in, yeah, when uh, she was in town uh, doing a show at Penn's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, she kept my number and uh, wanted me to join on this project um, that her company was a part of. Um, she worked with a company called Junior Music Executives, which was giving uh, kids a look in the music industry from the perspective of outside of a music artist. Right. And um, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with the store in New York and it's changed names, but if you know Sneaker Villa no. or Villa. Okay, so it was a sneaker store there in a bunch of different cities in the United States, and it was doing video for the villa stores, and the videos were aired all throughout the stores and stuff like that. Oh, fun. And um, yeah, uh, doing that project, I linked up with an artist named Hezekiah from Philly, who has a lot of ties with like the roots and Blau, and as I met Kindred and everything like that, did a project with him, which took off. Uh, led me to Black Star Film Festival, um, co-directing the project that I did with him. Oh. And the woman, 
and the woman who is the the, the manager for chemists is actually the co-chair of Jill Scott's nonprofit organization. Oh wow! <laughs> so so yeah, so that one person I met on MySpace was like the gateway to me meeting the two people that would eventually like lead to me reaching out to the most people in the work that I do. Oh wow, that's dope too. And it's all like yeah. you know a lot of Philly love in there and. Um, yeah that's dope because it's like a it's uh, just, and it always has been really a really healthy music scene in philly yeah and it's one of those things because you just never know <laughs> like you just never know who someone is and who they know yeah. and what they, which is why yeah it's key not to be a douchebag because you don't know who exactly. you're talking to you don't know who they know exactly you gotta find out <laughs> the hard way i be like well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right be kind to everybody that is a dope story. <laughs> um, so for my third question what do you hope uh-huh. to, what do you hope to achieve in your career like what does the final form of your career look like so the final form of my career i have a goal to make my company like an agency of sorts where I can't do everything and I'm <laughs> getting tired of doing everything now. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I don't do everything now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but my goal is to like, with the with the relationships that I've, I've um, gained over time um, in multiple cities and different companies and organizations, uh, be able to contract videographers and photographers from across the United States to you know, say there's a project in Detroit. I can't get to Detroit. I got this person, you know, that can mm. do that. It's kind of become like there. a kind of a consultancy type of an agency. Situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, and companies have that already. I see, I, I've done some subcontracting work with like wedding companies that work like that, where mm-hmm. someone in Philadelphia, the company may be based in Chicago, but, you know, people in Philly reach out to this company to do their wedding videos and things like that, that I wanted to, that's the final form that I want. And to be able to still have the freedom that like, even when I'm like 70, 80, still want to take the camera out and want to do something on my own because it's such a passion. I'll still want to do that, but I'm not going to be like 80 years old trying to film rappers. (laughs) Like, you know, so it's like, they'll be 80 so that'll be something. Watching Drake try yes. to tear down the show at 80. <laughs> I mean, most of these so, cats, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, some of these cats are not getting getting to get old at all, which sucks. But yeah. for the yeah. ones that do, it should be interesting if they're going to try to get their Rolling Stones on and still be like, you know, creakily getting mm-hmm. onto the stage well into the 80s and shit, 70s and 80s, where they mm-hmm. never quit at all. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's great. It's great though seeing a lot of the older acts still performing like at a high level, like Big Daddy Kane. Like, oh yeah, Kane will give you a they, fucking show. My God, his show Every be better than I've some twenty-year-olds, thirty-year-olds. Like, I mean, it's wild because like you know those cats, mm-hmm. like you know they were performers too. On top of everything mm-hmm. else, I mean, like I I didn't watch it because I'm 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 an old and I don't know who nobody is anymore. But like I was watching, <laughs> I heard about the VMAs. Now her Buster was mm-hmm. on there tearing shit up still, even if he's I missed that, but I do gotta see it. Yeah. <laughs> even if he's <laughs> apparently he can still do it. <laughs> Mask free. Anyways, I, <laughs> I just 
Trevor, you wildin'. Trevor's wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my fourth question, what advice mm-hmm. would you give someone who is interested in doing what you do? Practice, practice, practice. Uh, study, um, study the techniques, study other people's work, study your camera, mm-hmm. always try to get better and be nice to everybody that you meet <laughs> like those those are about my final yeah those are my um definitely the advice i give definitely the studying aspect um it's always funny like the person who mentored me probably the most in terms of like video when i first started he's seen how much i progressed um and he's kind of like asking me for tips now because it's like that's not like his main thing that he does. So it's like, he doesn't go out and film and things like that as often as I do. Um, But it's just like interesting to see like, you know, like like all the cameras, the lenses, the equipment, everything that I've like put into getting to the point where I am right now. Um, That's awesome. The students become the master. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like and even like I'm, when I'm in a house by myself and it's like if I get something new I'm shooting little random things cans of Lysol whatever around the house just trying to <laughs> <laughs> practice new stuff that I'm gonna take with me outside like later on I love that I mean if you yeah. love the thing you should practice practice, mm-hmm. practice. like you know most yeah. people don't love what they do and if you know they just they don't give a shit about it and it shows <laughs> yeah like when you stop giving a shit it absolutely shows (laughs) absolutely they could always tell there was that break like i i see it like as a recruiter where there's like a break in the in in the resume where it's like they were at this place for a long time (laughs) they were showing so much Mm -hmm. whatever and then they hit a plateau and then it's like they don't give a fuck about nothing (laughs) that that's that's what my resume wouldn't look like if i applied to another job (laughs) (laughs) Like, there would definitely be a multi-year chunk. <laughs> like, uh, what did you do between these years? I did my own thing. But, you know, from from consistent from, God, I can't remember what year I would start my resume on, but up to 2016 is where, <laughs> like, it was <would> stop. <laughs> Long pause. They'd be like, that yep, nigga was very- in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I was not in jail. So then I, I, was, I was in college. So then I, I was doing my education, okay? How dare you profile me in this way? I don't do that, by the way. As a I don't. I will take breaks for varied reasons. And sometimes they'll put that on the resume that they were a caretaker for someone or you know, they were taking care of children or we don't need that information, but they'll put it on. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. Sure. What's the wildest email you ever seen on a resume? Email address you've seen on a resume? Um, <laughs> you would think I would say like booty clap 66 or some shit, but no. <laughs> it was something like, I want to say it was something like sexy lips 81 at Yahoo or AOL. <laughs> it was just multiple indignities in that email. I was like, you still got an AOL? What the fuck? <laughs> One. And this was yesterday. So this was- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in terms of like, it, I've seen wilder things on resumes. 
Like I've had okay. people submit with like, not even a resume, just the long rambling screed about how the world is ending and how everyone has to wake up and blah, blah, blah. Then I had another one where they sent in a resume with a giant picture of a gun pointing at you at the top of it as a banner. Oh, so I was like, hmm, delete. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, that's wild. Tell me you ain't right in the head without telling me you ain't right in the head. <laughs> and that's wild. And that person went on to work in Trump's cabinet. And <laughs> <laughs> into the White House. <laughs> because yeah, it was so ratchet been, like that. <laughs> a picture of somebody, uncle, bless his heart. He was like, it wasn't even like a resume. It was just a giant picture of themselves and like like three lines under it. And it was like, I do the work that's asked of me, no problem. It didn't, like have, it didn't really have like a phone number or nothing on it. I was like, if I were to, to call you, Uncle Julius. How can I find you? How, how, would, I, how would I do that? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> stuff like that. I see like weird names and shit like that. Like um, Keisha Butts. <laughs> I was like, gotta hire Keisha Butts. <laughs> okay. Try not to get her laugh. Starlets. <laughs> you gotta get her a Starlets or something. <laughs> I mean, like, people are 12 years old perpetually. So, of course, I started laughing immediately. <laughs> she, wasn't, she wasn't qualified, but you know, she, Keisha Butts. <laughs> it was something Butts, spelled exactly the way you think it would be. Any who's up. <laughs> Moving on to my fifth question. Who is the okay. worst job you've ever had? Oh, Lord. Uh, the one I left in 2016. <laughs> so prior to me doing photography and video full time, uh, I used to manage a cleaning company. Okay. And yes, yeah, so I, I, like, I, I worked this. in a yeah, I worked in the cleaning industry for about 13 years, worked oh, my wow. way up from, yeah, worked my way up from being a temp call-in janitor to multiple buildings across Philly, to landing somewhere permanent and getting a job at the union, oh, working no. as a union steward. Yeah, and a good company uh, job. Yeah, I became a team lead, <laughs> then worked my way to supervisor, got promoted to like a, a skyscraper, became a higher level supervisor than the manager. The manager level is where it stopped for me because <laughs> what wasn't told to me, I didn't I didn't ask the right questions when they mm. wanted to promote me. Major key. Got to ask I, the right questions. So, Ask the right questions. What I learned later on was that the building that I was promoted to was literally uh, considered a dumping ground for bad employees. Oh wow! So like the so they gave the you the booby who... prize. <laughs> so yeah, so like if, if you don't know, like when cleaning companies and unions, when say like you got ABM, you got Arthur Jackson, like those different type of cleaning companies. Mm -hmm. When a when a building loses their contract or a cleaning company loses their contract, the employees stay, mm -hmm. but the new company takes on a new employees. Like okay. the, the building itself is where the employees have the seniority. Okay. So 
and with <laughs> with the union that I was in, it's like they did a really good job of protecting their employees. Like you literally had to like murder someone in front of like a big camera to get fired from that job. <laughs> but like for the employees, <laughs> the employees who didn't get fired, we usually get transferred out of that building to another building. Right. My my building was when one they of got those transferred buildings to where they get transferred to. And when a new company takes over, the the write-ups and everything like that 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 employee got with that company, they all go away. They start fresh. What? So they get like a restart, like as if the wild thing <laughs> before never happened. Yep. So that's the company, I feel like that's not a good thing. <laughs> I feel like you y'all about to get sued. <laughs> That's how it works. Oh so God. when I got promoted, the company I worked with took over the contract of another building that had that contract for like many years. Mm-hmm. And like, I was there for, I stayed for like a year and a half, like a little bit close to two years before I left. But yeah, like some of the, some of my favorite moments were I had to fire the guy who was like the trademark office shooter. If you had to go by... Um, but the training video showed mm. <laughs> like all, all the employees of the staff are in this audit, not auditorium, but like in the cafeteria watching the video on signs to look for in the trademark office shooter. <laughs> and oh describing God. a one guy to a T. Oh my and describing God. Describing a one guy to a T to the point that we turned and looked at him at the video. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got the nerve to joke about it. Mm-mm. Leave it. He like, yep, you heard the video, so y'all better never find me something like that, right? Talking wow. about it. And then he ended up losing his job in three weeks, and I had to escort him to his car because oh, security is like 80. <laughs> <laughs> and they could do nothing for you if it went down. That's always surprising to me. When you go into like banks and stuff, like places where mm-hmm. you probably should be able to run and a minimum mm-hmm. shoot straight. And it's like a dude who about 400 years old. And I'm like, he ain't running nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, if you yeah. knock him over, you're like, breaking his hip. Yeah, he was like Otis on uh, Martin. <laughs> like, yeah, like he was, he was really Otis-y. Right? <laughs> I had uh, <laughs> another one with the, the, the manager who was there who, who didn't take accountability mm. and wouldn't relay messages to me. Mm. Oh, yes, like, I remember that story. Yeah, they had tenant requests, like, I did like one of the things I had to do was construction cleanup or at least like getting it done and stuff right. like that. And right. I had no idea the construction cleanup was happening. And the people wanted to know why it didn't happen. Instead of telling them, oh, I didn't relay the message to him. Of course she not. told them I couldn't find the light switches. <laughs> Are you <laughs> In the new serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. He couldn't find how to turn on the lights, guys. He's a dodo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was the response because I saw the email. Someone told me like wow. I went in the computer after she left and saw the emails. I saw it all. Like it really truly happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good times. You can't even fight nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's it, frowned it was, it was wild. Workplace. workplace violence is yep. definitely frowned upon. You can consider it, it but you can't choose it. <laughs> it, it it was wild yeah like that i would say that was definitely the uh <laughs> the, the worst job when i left no one was shot everybody was just like oh wait yeah we, we, this all coming anyway because like at the same time too i was in college like went to back to school late mm-hmm. um and like the videos and photography and stuff like that just started taking off and i right. was like 
talking about it a lot, like at work to like certain employees and stuff like that. So like when the time came, nobody was shocked. No one was shocked. <laughs> they, I mean, they did you dirty. They really did you dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The 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 person who told the the guy that uh I couldn't find a light switches after I left, she got fired like three, four months later. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So. Because there was nobody to pin that bullshit on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh wow, this so, one in yeah, every office. That, that was a thing. There's one in every office. Like even on my level, like as an HR person, there is always one mm-hmm. person who is trying to make you look like a dick because you know HR don't got the best mm-hmm. rep. <laughs> oh, I got I got a I got a, a, a small kind of HR related story okay. with that. Like with like like how I came in as a temp. Like we had temps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and there was a floor, really important floor, like. What is, what, <laughs> that floor in that building was probably is probably one of the most important art uh, related organizations in Philadelphia. Period. Oh wow! And we were we were tasked with cleaning that floor, and um, one of the temps that we had did a very good job in that floor, and I wanted to keep him. Right. Um, because the guy who lost his job, the guy who got fired. Uh, the, the office shooter, <laughs> yeah, shooter, shooter McGavin, uh, <laughs> shoot, shoot, shooter McGavin got fired, and that space was empty. And um, what happened? So, like, the building I worked in was split into two different buildings. Okay. And um, their building had an opening also, so they took the that person who lied on me took basically the employee body not the exact employee but the employee body and was charging it to charging that person having them work in the other building but billing it to my account so it looked like going into your pnl too yeah so it looked like the space was filled but it wasn't wow yeah so yeah so the employee space was never filled and it just kept a rotating basis in this one area which was like super critical yeah so one day uh i tell her and i don't know any of this mm-hmm. and i tell the uh i tell her i'm like hey i think we should keep such and such he does a really good guy uh, he does a really good job in this in this floor and blah 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 this and this she tells me and this is like before a union hearing we're at so she tells me well i should send an email to the district manager requesting that we keep him right um i did that <laughs> I'm walking to office on a Friday to pick up the checks. I bullshit you not. The timing couldn't be more perfect. I walk in and I go say hi, pick up the checks. She's like, has a back turned towards me, weighs that arm up. Hey, I turn around, and look, and I see my name on the screen. Right? Wow. And I stand and look over her shoulder and I'm reading what she's writing. She has no idea I'm doing it. Wow. And it's the email saying, ask the district manager asking her, what was Daniel talking about with getting that spot filled? Uh, I thought we filled that spot. <laughs> She's writing something to the degree of Daniel thinks he knows everything and <laughs> blah, blah, this and this. And I was like, <laughs> the audacity. Where I'm standing here near you and you're fucking talking shit. Mm-hmm. not put so, respect so, on my name while I'm in the room I close, I close the door locked right there boy. <laughs> I, I closed the door locked and it had some words 
has some words and she's backspacing, backspacing like crazy and retyping the whole was. over and everything. And then I went back and looked at the emails and saw like what his response was. Because even his response to how it was reworded looked weird. Like it was written under direct. Because you were putting that ass under pressure. That's why. <laughs> what a fucking dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like you the one that told me to ask him <laughs> like i wasn't going to ask him i said you should ask him do you right. want me to ask him and they're going to trash me nice yeah that good, really happened good job. <laughs> good job that really happened so Amazing. yeah okay obviously on the <laughs> flip side was the best yes. job you've ever had definitely this one yay definitely this one uh yeah best decision ever made even with like the the rough patches and just mm-hmm. getting my footing and learning a new whole <laughs> system of working and, and everything like that most fulfilling yeah i went i went traded for anything i hear that i mean it's something about especially after an ordeal like yours <laughs> yeah where you get to work like oh yeah i mean i always talk about how i had worked in all these different like um, communications firms. Well, I worked at one for a very long time and then uh, they fired me. And then I mm. passed to a couple of other ones, but I never enjoyed the work. The work was terrible and we worked for terrible clients yeah. and everybody was fucking awful. And, you know, I usually was like the brokest and the blackest in every room I was in. <laughs> I was it. And it was just like, you know, a macro, micro you know, aggression festival. So like when I mm-hmm. finally um, stopped fucking around and after the very goddamn worst job I've ever worked in that industry, I was like, mm-hmm. we're done here. Fuck this shit. So my husband was like, yep. yo, let's do this HR thing. And I was like, you know what? Let's. And it was the best decision I ever made because I man, after you work somewhere that is a, an ain't shit festival, <laughs> you definitely mm-hmm. Do not want to hear about working with anybody other than yourself because in the end if you know you're the one who's responsible for all the shit and you create the culture that you want in your own shit yep. and you know if you don't eat if you don't yeah. work you don't eat it makes you it makes you remember you know you're hungry and you need to eat <laughs> yep. and you like it and it helps when you like it yep and it's like leaving that job that's why i love like like for example that's why i love working with black star so mm. much because it's like I'll say like, like I didn't work with them right away after I left the year after on uh, 2017 was the first year uh, I've been their photographer. Mm-hmm. And just that work environment is the most supportive work environment I've ever been in. So <laughs> it was like coming from the job I left. Where you were basically and, a kick's puppy the entire time. <laughs> like, and, and yeah and, and then working at black star is like yo, this this is exactly the type of work environment of how a work environment should be exactly you know because work doesn't have to be like, so involved like it could just be you coming in you know doing what you need to do leave people leaving you to go do that not mm-hmm. like micromanaging every single thing being supportive mm-hmm. when you're kind of in the weeds that's you know it's a good thing yeah. you want that <laughs> every and, every and, business and, should aspire to that i mean and even to like the smallest degree of like so like 
Black Star, you know, of course, has changed because of the pandemic the way it was. But like the the years prior, I would be everywhere. Like it, like the 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 campus where it's held is like spaced maybe like four about four blocks or whatever, and things were more tight schedules, and it just be people like, "Yo, did you stop? You take a break? Did you eat?" You know, stuff like that. Oh, Meanwhile, it means stuff. It yeah, means- little things like that. Meanwhile, the other job, I have to work if people call out. And like there have been times where I left like the buildings I worked at like three, four in the morning because I'm the only person there that knows how to scrub a carpet. <laughs> and it's like I've had to do that after <laughs> all the other managerial duties. Right. So and, you're doing like manual yeah. shit on top of your administrative shit. That's a yep, lot. I've had to do that like plenty of times, leaving, you know never leaving on time like that was never the thing so like <laughs> never never That's, leaving on time you know, the culture of work here they really be on that shit too mm-hmm. where it's like yeah you know folks expect you to be you know especially with technology they expect you to be like beck and call mm-hmm. literally 24 hours a day mm-hmm. just because i can be doesn't mean that i have to be you know what i'm saying like yeah sending me emails at like 10 o'clock at night or 6 a.m mm-hmm. i'm like you <laughs> on, didn't think or, I was or on weekends <laughs> or on weekends yeah but like, nah, i'm off <laughs> no no babe my, i'll be like i'll be like big red in the in the five heartbeats my office <laughs> hours are from <laughs> nine to five <laughs> and nine is really pushing it <laughs> mm-hmm. it's more like 11 right? <laughs> yeah i don't technically <laughs> wake up <laughs> like my body isn't awake till 10 one <laughs> yeah man like you know i was supposed to do a call this morning at like nine and it was like what is that what that's a time that exists <laughs> like i had to get up like a good hour and change or like more than an hour and change early to make sure that i'd be able to function by the time yeah. i was supposed to be on camera and yep yeah i mean I exactly I was like, this is, is weird like I, I was like oh i'm already up i'm at it because you know it was canceled so i was like all right you know uh i guess i'm not going mm-hmm. back to sleep let's let's go to the gym <laughs> <laughs> i was like in the gym almost finished at like 10 30 i was like wow so this is what morning looks like. Uh, uh, look at me productive in the morning look at look, me <laughs> look at me i i run errands and it's not even 12 p.m Someone give me a cookie. <laughs> Especially now with like the, the the pergola. Like I just, you can't, I'm not, be blessed if I show up at this point. Even if it is me walking mm-hmm. from my bed to my desk. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's commitment guys. It's commitment. The only thing that keeps me on a schedule is this podcast. Because <laughs> really the day would not start until like maybe now. And I'm reaching. That's some real shit. <laughs> that's that's some real shit. That is a real shit. Cause no, I mean, none of us has a real sleep schedule anymore. We're all just kind of like, yeah. it ain't shit for me to be up at like three in the morning and getting a text from somebody who was also up. <laughs> We're all mm-hmm. just awake. No one sleeps. <laughs> what you doing? Is that it? <laughs> like, um. <laughs> what you watching? The Office again. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> again and again. Be like the Wu Tang skit. Oh Listen. yeah, get it again. <laughs> like is new every time. <laughs> and laughing hard. Laughing like, at I ain't like, uh-huh. seven, seven, seven times. 
hysteria <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> Any hooser. That was my last question. You made it. Yay. <laughs> Did it. And see, I wasn't even a menace. See? Yeah, well. We're not live no more. You go back to your stuff. I see it. I know what the time Let me is. Let me with this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> The motherfucking shits are all like, see what Sammy Sam. <laughs> you not low. So, what are you working on, and where can the people find you? Uh, right now, I'm working on quite a few things. I'll say, uh, be on the lookout for a docu series called uh, "Let's Race Up the Block" that's executive produced by Kendrick the Family Soul. Oh, fine. Um, yeah, it's tackling, it's centered on West Philly, tackling things such as COVID, gentrification, mm. uh, life after uh, George Floyd and all the unrest, uh, unrest and things like that. that um, putting, yeah, putting the finishing touches on that uh, this month, actually. And um, yeah, so that's one thing working on um doing some work with the african-american museum um fun yeah african-american museum philadelphia not the one in dc yeah yeah let me let me specify but um but yeah doing some work with that they have a new president ceo and um right now working on the intro video for her to the audience of the african-american museum um so yeah doing that and uh, yeah, I got quite a few things in the works. Uh, I post a lot, or not really a lot, but I'll keep people up to date on the things I'm doing on social media, uh, Embassy730, E-M-B-A-S-S-Y-730 is my handle on all my social media accounts. Um, you might be yeah, a menace so. on one of them. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> the the um that that would be the the uh <laughs> I'm not a menace because I don't even know. So this <laughs> it used to be Twitter. It, it used to be Twitter, but probably I probably because you I, got I blocked rehab. by half of everybody on there. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I've rehad myself and I'm a whole new person. <laughs> I'm doing so much better, guys. I can stop whenever yeah. I want. Uh, shout out to Tyrese. <laughs> I feel if like it's you know, not hard you know. to get blocked by him, though. I feel like it's not hard. Like I feel like if I really, you know, cared and applied mm -hmm. myself, I could get blocked by him too. I feel like I could. I don't care enough, but I feel like I've been, I've been threatened with violence on Twitter, so I'm like, <laughs> I feel like that's also par for the course as well. I mean, in the yeah, old I've, days. I've been, you know, it might have yeah. actually led to violence. Now I feel like people just talking. They just jaw jagging. Yeah, just... I've, I've been, I've been <laughs> for some of my jokes on Twitter. I've been threatened to be been shy, jumped <laughs> by, <laughs> by celebrities and their handlers. So <laughs> that was the old thing. The, the weed carrier is trying to come see you, dog. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I will tell you who off camera. <laughs> Shout out to that rapper. <laughs> Shout out to that rapper. You're a great guy. Um, 
Those are the, it's the funny thing about Twitter and celebrity <laughs> is that we get so much more. They give way more access. We have a lot more access to celebrity than we ever had before. And it's not been a good mm-hmm. thing because what we find out mm-hmm. is that a lot of our favorites are fucking stupid <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're just clueless. And, and I feel like, you know, they feel pressed into responding to everything. And it's kind of like, babe, you ain't got the range for this. Like, don't, you don't mm-hmm. have to respond to nothing. You can get your PR people. <laughs> You know, to take this whole thing over and just leave us all out of it. Like there are people who insist on giving us the play by play on how stupid they are. And it just has changed Mm -hmm. the kind, especially around COVID, because it's like, you know, rich (laughs) rich motherfuckers not being able to read the room, you know? And it's like, bitch, Uh we hungry. (laughs) Bless their hearts. (laughs) Bless their hearts. I'm glad I'm rehad because uh <laughs> you got a lot of material to work with. You definitely would have a lot of material to work with and a lot of people to block you because I have a lot of I have a lot of restraint because I see it. I have <laughs> jokes, they come they come immediately and I'm just like, nope, not typing that. <laughs> not typing that. <laughs> There's safer spaces for you to get the jokes off, luckily. <laughs> Stuff that won't get you jumped or shot at. So shout out to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. when, when, you, when you hear some of these names you're gonna be like wait what <laughs> can't wait can't wait it's gonna get real messy when this thing is done guys <laughs> anyhow oh, let me boy. wrap up because i know alfred did just okay. wander off again thank you <laughs> so much for joining me on here i know you be booked and busy and doing stuff <laughs> And I, I really appreciate yeah, you. So I appreciate you <laughs> carving out some time for me. for me. And um, this was wonderful. And that was my conversation with Daniel Jackson. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, as you know, once more for the once more, I absolutely did. It was so much fun. Um, he's so cool and <laughs> so funny and boredom stories. <laughs> anyway. Let's get in to these key takeaways. This week's key takeaway is everything is a choice, beloveds. And by that, I mean the willfully unvaccinated are pressed, steam pressed, and want to be victims so bad because everybody's tired of the fucking bullshit. (laughs) Really and truly tired of your fucking shit basically (laughs) they're so ridiculous these people are a pillar of salt because they don't want to get vaccinated they don't want to wear a mask they don't want to do do anything having to do with mandates that require them to at the minimum wear a goddamn mask and get a nasal swab if you want to be in places with everybody else who is vaccinated and they're talking about moving to florida and shit you know for liberty because it sounds like what it sounds like. And, you know, they mad because people are sick of holding their hands now. Like before when there was no, we were sick of this shit from time, right? But when there wasn't a vaccine, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? People had to be in the house. You had to do what you had to do. We were all in it together. Remember that? Some old bullshit. And... 
now there's no there's really no excuse like there's something that you can do that can help protect you it's not a magic bullet as people have to keep telling you motherfuckers it's not a magic bullet it it helps you not die if you do end up getting exposed to covid simple shit run down to the place get you a little shot go about your goddamn business maybe put on a mask on your face and keep doing that but no 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 they want to cry and 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 cut up in public places because people ask them to do the most bare fucking minimum so sick of this shit people are fucking forcing compliance if you want to come to the gym you need to show proof of vaccination if you want to come to this restaurant you got to show proof of vaccination you want to go back to broadway and chill and holler and carry on couldn't be me i'm not trying to be in a room full of nothing but if you want to do that and you're vaccinated go on and have a good time put your mask on and shit nah don't want to do that shit and not for nothing whole countries is not fucking with you when you're fucking bullshit either france was like look if this is non-essential travel and you just trying to come down here and go to the louvre and you know pretend you're lupin and you're gonna run around and try to do like you know fake (laughs) theft and shit whatever it is you think you're coming to do here you need to be vaccinated or or at least show us that you a have a reason to be here b you're vaccinated c that you've had covid testing when you get to that place you need to fucking get tested again and sit for seven days until you get the all clear so you can wander around these streets and eat the baguettes and have the cheese they're not fucking having the bullshit and good for them and this is specifically for americans specifically because they see it the world is seeing us be dickheads not us not me but you know what i'm saying they don't fucking they don't parse none of that shit all of us, all of us are dickheads who don't want to fucking get vaccinated and don't want to wear masks. We're all fucking assholes who are screaming in people's faces and cutting up on planes and all this fucking bullshit. Um, Sweden, Sweden shook the fucking table and was like, you dirty motherfucking Americans can't come in here to do shit. We don't give a fuck what y'all got. <laughs> and you know what? I get it. Because the fact of the matter is, that's how this shit spread around. Everybody want to jump on private planes and do shit and do whatever they want. Get fake fucking vaccination cards, fake goddamn COVID tests, just so they could frolic on somebody's beach in the French Riviera and do all the shit that they want to do like, you know, someone who's vaccinated can do. You don't get to do vaccinated shit without a vaccination. And people are drawing a line. And it's about time. They've been calling these motherfuckers. They've been holding their hands, trying to speak sense to them. And these motherfuckers are spitting in your face, literally spitting in faces, knocking people's fronts out, busting their guns at people just to be told because they were told they need to put a fucking mask on. This wasn't even about the vaccination. But you add that to it, they really wilding. In the airports, on the planes, in the trains just foolish listen you don't get to kick it and put folks at risk you just don't like you don't know better than the people who study this shit you just don't you 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 don't know better than the science people you don't now, i don't give a fuck what you heard on youtube i don't give a fuck what your cousin's cousin's cousin forwarded you on fucking whatsapp you just don't get to fucking you can risk it off for yourself as an individual. That is your goddamn choice. But we also have the choice to be like, fuck you and fuck that. You don't get to do it. 
So you deserve all the FOMO you're going to have. Salty as fuck. Hating from outside the club. Because you don't want to do what needs to be done. Bare minimum shit. Motherfuckers don't want to do it. That's on you. And fuck your goddamn feelings about all of that. And that is probably all I've got to say about that. Until next week anyway. Any hooser. <laughs> Thank you for rocking with me through my ranting and everything else for 40 episodes now, guys. What? Anyway, that's where we are. And as I always say, take care of yourself. Take care of everybody else. Keep that Purell on decky. Wear a fucking mask, you jabronis. Or even better, get the motherfucking shot. Get the fucking shot. Get the fucking shot. It is the only time that you will deal with the government and it won't drain your soul. (laughs) It's the only time. Take advantage. My God, I'm so tired. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Take care of everybody else. Keep washing your hands. And I'll talk to you next week.